Everybody and thank you for joining us on this episode of the Chatting with Country. Today on the line with me, I have my baby sister, Kiki. What's up, Kiki? Hey, T. And she is so cute because she said, yo, I need you to do a sermon on life. <laughs> and I said, a sermon on life, like a sermon like for real and she like uh yeah like how do I get through this because it's not working and so I just decided to do a podcast with her to bring her on so that we can just talk through some stuff um and hopes to help somebody else as well as give her the comfort that she needs to continue on so kind of give me an overview of what you were meaning okay so like I don't know if this like with older people or just like you know younger people who like fresh um out like you know what I'm saying in the world like basically on their own you know what I'm saying you done took that leap um you're not under mama wing no more you know what I'm saying like you basically you you like experiencing real life stuff that like you know what I'm saying either like your older siblings or like your parents done talk to you about when you were still younger, that whole little um thing they used to say, oh, you don't want to be grown yet. Um, When you get grown, it ain't going to be easy. You know, like things like that. So like um, I'm what, 24 now? I'll be 25 in November. Um, I love my mom's house. A little before I turned 24 so I was still 23 and I've been on my own for hell almost a year now um I done reached a couple you know what I'm saying obstacles or whatever but it was never nothing that you know like I couldn't get through because of you know what I'm saying me just praying through it and just asking God to just you know what I'm saying have my back through this journey I don't know what my purpose is I don't know where I'm going but you know what I'm saying, guide me, like, help me not to um, fumble or, like, you know what I'm saying, get down to a point where I'm depressed and I'm feeling like I can't do it on my own. You know what I'm saying, just, um, like, build me up, you know what I'm saying, like, encourage me, like, send me some motivation, if, like, regardless of, like, which form is in or whatever the case may be. Also, on top of life obstacles, you got stuff that you go through i.e. Um, things that bother you that you don't really, you know what I'm saying, know how to like approach it or you don't know how to let it go or you don't know how to heal from it because it's bothering you so much. So you just taking the punches and you just going with the flow because life be life and then you understand, well, I understand that, you know what I'm saying, it's not going to stop for nobody. Like it's just going to keep going. Um, so I decided to reach out to my sister cause like I told y'all in the podcast is before that I joined, that's like my go-to person, whether she know it or not, it's just the littlest things she can say to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, keep me going. Like, and it's from like miles and miles away, but little stuff that she say is just be like, okay, I just needed to hear that. Whether you, Oh, I'm getting to you Sure. I hear it. I am over here like, oh, I can hear all of the 
emotions uh, running through you. Oh. Ugh. Okay, wait. I love you. Okay, so like, it just be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, little encouraging words, like, that just pushed me to keep me going, just hearing it from, like, you know what I'm saying? My older sister that's, like, basically been on her own for, like, before me, you know what I'm saying? Like, 15, 14, and I just look at her like just a motivational person because it's like, you did this for this long, and you still doing it, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I want to be like you when I grow up, but I know you're going to tell me you want me to be better than you, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But... I just, like I said, you always my go-to person. Like, I don't, I'm not really a vengeful type of person. Like, I'd rather just deal with everything, keep it bottled in, and just keep going with the flow. Like I said, just keep taking the punches. Just keep going. So, that was my whole point. And, you know what I'm saying, reaching out to you because I know um, you have a purpose and you're very, God feel, you know what I'm saying? Everything that you do in life is based off of prayer and, you know what I'm saying, walking with God and church and everything like that. I'm not in the church as much as I used to be. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? I got to look to like my older people for courage and guidance, you know what I'm saying? Get me through life because it's not easy. And nobody ever told me that it was going to be easy, but like I'm I'm experiencing everything now firsthand, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> um, I asked you to be open in doing this podcast. Um, you are at the right age now to grow into your next season. I say this because you go through the period of being with the person who gave birth to you. Um, And for those who are adopted or, you know, like just didn't have these moving pieces that I'm talking about, right? And so you go through that stage and you make it to high school and then some folks say junior year, sophomore, junior year, it's like, okay, I didn't arrive and I kind of know a lot, you know, because as you're growing and as you look at Naya, right, they get more and more smarter. They get these pieces and then sometimes they feel like they smarter than you, right? And so as life starts lifing and friends pass on and you get a boyfriend and you get your heart broke and different things like that, you're now gaining experience. So then once you think you're grown, um, you want to be free. No Rules don't apply to you. And so now life is becoming hard because rules don't apply. I know everything and can't nobody tell me nothing. And my group of friends is the shit and just I, I'm living, right? Mm-hmm. Um but at the age you are now is when you've lived and life and life a little bit too much. 
And that was like, okay, I need whatever I can get from whoever I can get it from so that I can get through this next season of my life. Because right now, this is not it. And so I always say from the age of 18 to 24 is that experimental season where people are learning who they are, learning what they like, what they don't like, how they want to live life. And so now it's like, okay, I need to figure out location. I need to figure out career. I need to figure out what I'm doing with my child. What type of parent am I? Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you are. And that's why life is getting super overwhelming because you need things to start falling into place for you. Um, a question that I did want to ask you was, though, because you got to stay home for a while and a lot of kids don't get that luxury, right? Most kids is like you out of 18. And so you got to stay home till you was 23. Do you feel like you should have left at 18 or do you feel like being at home at 23 was pretty good? How do you feel like that worked for you? Okay, so like um, being a young mom, like, I had a baby at 16 or whatever. So, like, life kind of hit me before life hit me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I always had a number one support system. So, I always stayed where I knew that I was going to have the most support. You know what I'm saying? My biggest mm -hmm. fear was getting out on my own and struggling with my child. You know what I'm saying? When I was younger, if my mom struggled or whatever the case may be, I have never seen it. You know what I'm saying? Um... All the times when she cried and life got overwhelming for her and everything like that, she never showed it. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? We always seen, like, the positive side. Yeah, we got cussed out for not cleaning up and stuff like that. But that's little stuff compared to real-life things that my mama may have been going through, and we did not see it. So I wanted the same thing for my child. I didn't want to – I wanted to get the feeling of being out on my own at a grown age rather than being out on my own at a younger age when I did not have to. I didn't have um, a parent that forced me out the house or, you know what I'm saying, nothing like that. If I could, if I wanted to, I could have stayed with my mama until I was old and gray because that's the type of parent that I have. But it was me on my own that wanted to just get out and just be prepared for it because I understand that, like I said, life be life mm -hmm. in it. I'm not going to always have my mom. You know what I'm saying? My mom is not going to always be here. And I understand that. So I wanted to get the feeling of being out on my own so that when that time do come, you know, I don't hit a place where I just don't know what to do no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so like me being 23 or whatever the case may be, in all honesty, I have not been living. I've been surviving. And it, it's getting so overwhelming for me because I don't want to fail. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing everything in my power to keep going rather than be at a standstill regardless of what I go through in life, regardless of how many life experiences that I done been through where I could not be here no more. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like I said, I it was my own choice to get out on my own and get the actual feeling of life without being under my mama wing, having her pick up, you know what I'm saying, where I lack at every time because, like I said, I understand that she's not going to always be here. Um, parents tend to parent 
a little too much. Um, I say that because Cassandra and Tiana, I think it was Tiana first because she left the house first, but she, I want to say she went off and it was a go off because she was frustrated. And she said, you hid all this stuff from us. You kept it secret. She was like, you made it seem like it was going to be easy. You made life look look good. And I'm out here struggling. Why don't my life look like the way you made it look? And I had to really process what she was saying. And then Cassandra came along and said the same thing. And as parents, you know, it don't come with a book. And so you're doing your best. Kids should not, as a parent, you feel like your children, your siblings should not have to deal with the stressors of life. And so to you guys, it looked like we're masking everything and keeping things a secret, but we're just trying to stay afloat and not cause you to stress. Because if we gave you guys that stress and you go to school and and you beat somebody up or you ditch in class or you, you know, drinking and drugging early and things that you don't have no control over. So as a parent, you're trying to do your best to make it look pretty. And when you get in the shower at night, that's when you break down and cry. When you get in your bed after the whole house gone to sleep, that's when you break down and cry. Or you praying, you know, or you you out there while the kids at school trying to work two jobs. You know, you leave one job and you go to the next one. And these are things that we don't teach that we probably should allow a little more access to um, children, right? Because then they won't feel like, okay, how did you get through that? Um, Y'all watch me go through <laughs> a lot of stages of my life, right? From being thugging, right? Uh, clubbing, but everything throughout every stage that I had, I had God first. True or false? True. So I say that to say that in everything you do, you got to put God first because if not, you find yourself living a routine life full of uh, depression, full of alcohol, full of Weed, And I just talked to Cassandra and Mama Lonnie about this. I want to say it was yesterday. Um, They called me and I was just saying to them, like, it was cool to smoke weed and get drunk and stuff like that. But it wasn't a a thing for me to where you see it now. Um, A lot of these celebrities and all that stuff, they give you about 15 minutes of their real world. And so that's what they putting out there because sex, money and drugs is what sell. You know, that take anything off the shelf. I, my lashes got to be long, my hair got to be done, I got to be whipped, I gotta, my body got to be snatched and all this stuff. They not really doing that. They at home looking scrubby, just like when we wake up in the morning. That's their life, you know? And so a lot of people are out here trying to live this status that don't even really exist. The real life exists where you're going through real stuff Right. A lot of them live off of credit cards. Rich people live off credit cards and they got their money in the banks where it's investing, uh, where it's earning money so that they can leave something to their kids. 
But poor people live in this world that's fictitious. And so that's causing the suicide rates to go up. Because if I'm not achieving this, or if I don't have the best shoes, if I don't have this and that, then I'm nobody, I'm nothing. And that's not true. A roof over my head to me, you know, I, I got a job. Um, my faith is there. That's my stability for me. Nothing else matters. I done went from having so much to having nothing, to sleeping on crates, you know, getting furniture off the corners, right? But I had to develop a routine for me. What is best for me? What was best for my household? And so as I grew, I started making those moves like that. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 34 says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. If I'm worried about next week, now I'm stressed out. Now I need a couple bottles of Patron, right? With some cranberry and orange juice. A couple shots to the side. Because now I'm worried about the wrong shit. If God telling me to focus on what I'm getting through today, then that's where I need to be at. I don't need to be in next month and next week because that's messing me up. That's playing with my head space. If somebody can penetrate your mental, then they can take you out. If you penetrate your own mental, you're taking yourself out. I have people do exercises all the time, put post-it notes on the mirror saying, I'm beautiful, I'm valuable, I'm wise, I can do this, I can be great, I can be set up. Because we need to start speaking these positive things into us. We got to speak life into ourselves. We need to watch who our friends are. The Bible say, get with some people that's like-minded like you. Because if I got all these negative people around me and I'm trying to make moves to do something different, and here they come, what I'm going to be? It's easier to be negative. You got to find you some friends that's motivated to do stuff. And them the people that I want to be around because I'm changing. As you watch me grow, what happened? My friends, I still got a couple of them that's still around. But what happened to my friends, Kiki? They fell off. You know why they fell off? Because I wasn't a party house no more. I went, I didn't lay the weed out like I, like I was, right? Shit started to change. Everybody got mad at me and my own family. Everybody was mad at me. Oh, you think you better than everybody now? I'm like, no, I'm changing. You're not supposed to stay the same. You look at a caterpillar, they morph into a butterfly, right? Right. So if I'm supposed to stay the same and the world around me is changing, what that make me? You're growing up and it's okay to grow up, but everybody ain't finna grow with you. It's going to be a lot of people that get mad at you because you're trying to do something different. Okay. I understand. Um, I actually, um, just being like completely honest, um, I have changed a lot. Like, I'm not really, if it makes sense, I have changed, but I'm still the same person, if that makes sense. Um, I have grown a lot from like the age of like 16, 15 to like now. Um, I'm not as rowdy as I used to be. I'm not as angry as I used to be, but going through things as I get older, my biggest challenge be, I don't want to go back to what I used to be. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go back to how I used to be. I don't want to be uh, um, angry, rowdy, 
person no more. You know what I'm saying? I only want to be that way if I have to. So things that I go through on the daily challenges, the old me and the new me. And it's like, that's like my biggest challenge, like throughout of everything. Like, how do you think I felt? It's not, it's not obstacles that I go through that challenge me because I understand that, you know what I'm saying? Long as I got God with me, I'm going to be okay. So as I got older, I learned not my biggest motto was don't stress over things you can't control. Life's just be lifing. It ain't going to stop for nobody. And you got to just keep going with the flow. And honestly, that motto right there is what get me through my darkest days. I also used to be in a really, really dark space. Um, from losing my friends at a young age to losing my brothers to losing my dad. That took a toll on me. And I, I can say that honestly. But as I got older and I got to understanding life more, I understand, like, you know what I'm saying? This is a part of life. This happens. So why would I, um, hey, Aspen, Salisha, hey. Uh, my friend is from here that's also goes and deals with, like, a lot. Like, Girl, I was like, who is us? Yeah, we're, we're, like, we're like, I won't say that we're neck and neck because she, she battles with a little more than me, and she... okay. You know what I'm saying? She is more so of like, don't really have, you know what I'm saying, family like how we have family. She don't have nobody that she can, you know what I'm saying, reach out to like how I said I can reach out to you and, you know what I'm saying, just the littlest thing just keep me going. That might be me for her, but I also mm -hmm. battle with things. So it's like I, I tell her the same thing. Life just be life and then we just got to keep going with the flow. So I asked her to join because Maybe something that you say can pull her out of the space that um, she's at now. Um, I actually said my part. T said her part. Aspen, I want you to just give them an overview of things that you have been battling. Um, you could talk about uh, how much May, you know what I'm saying, took a toll on you or whatever case may be. Well, let me ask a few questions. Hi, Aspen. Hi. Can y'all hear me? I just want, yeah. yeah, we can hear okay. you. Um, you probably want to make sure your phone on do not disturb because it'll kick you out or take the sound away. Gotcha. So, um, how old are you? I am 27. You got siblings? I have four sisters. Okay. And where did you grow up? Here in Indiana. One parent household or two? One single mother. All right. So um, you can share as much as you want to share or as less as you want to share. And I'll listen to you and we can go from there. I tell people all the time, I am not a therapist, but I definitely had my way through experience. And so here we are. Oh, okay. It's okay to cry too. I done cried on him. I'm not going to lie. Girl, why do you always want me to cry? I'm I just saying I was very open. And <laughs> Let me tell y'all about crying. Okay. Crying is where your healing starts. And it's almost like a, a grievance process. First of all, you have to accept the fact that you're hurting, that you're going through, right? And once you accept that, that's when the healing process starts. 
reaching out to people, surrounding yourself with people that's going to build you up and be thick as thieves with you as the both of you grow together. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? And so as y'all going through this, it's going to, again, it goes back to everybody ain't going to be able to dwell in your presence. Kiki, only certain people was allowed in my house. Only certain people allowed in this one. I don't let everybody into my space because it belongs to me. And energy comes with people. And so if you're around me and your energy is off, you're messing with me, you know? And so crying is a good thing. We should be shedding tears because that's how we get replenished to keep life and through life, right? Ooh. And so it's okay to cry. A lot of people are taught you a punk if you're around here crying, shut your weak ass up. That's not what this is. It's a safe space to be able to <laughs> do whatever it is you need to do to get that healing that you need. Ooh. <laughs> Man, look, why y'all trying to put me on the spot? <laughs> What y'all was talking about, I don't want to, I really don't want to do We just want you to share your story. Oh, that's a long story. And I just, well, that's okay. Whatever, again, whatever you want to share, you share. You, If it's um, too much, don't share that part. Share what you want us to hear. Let's see, you know, like I said, born and raised in Gary, Indiana. I grew up with four sisters. I'm the middle child. I guess you could say... Well, I believe I was the, the, what they call it, the black sheep of the family. You know, I had, I had things that made me, I guess, different from like easy flowing with the family. Like I'm not, like Nisa said, the family, family persona that I get is from my friends and building friendships and bonds around other people because I didn't really have that in the household. Um... Grew up basically watching my mother get abused and go through a lot of things physically, mentally, and then having to, like, become the product of what we had to deal with and out of her lashing out or how she, you know, chose to deal with things and everything. I feel like I really got more so of the the worst of it because my two older sisters dipped off as soon as they could, and then I had my two little sisters, and dealing with them trying to be like... So it made you the oldest sibling. Yeah. So you had to take on the responsibility. Ooh, a lot of it. And then okay. dealing with uh, my mom trying to commit suicide and stuff, and my sisters. I just... um, I had to grow up quick, basically. But um, I'm very family-oriented, so I felt like I became like the backbone to deal with everything and not really like I pushed myself off like the stuff that I was dealing with and stuff with being sexually abused I ain't really never talk about it and stuff and when I was trying to go to therapy for it, it was just like a lot of a lot of lies and a lot of bs going on that it was like I ain't really never get a chance to really like dig into it and stuff and I really my coping mechanism is just to not even like have to dig deep into a lot because like you said it start with feeling it and knowing that you hurt I ain't really with all that because I hate feeling like how I'm feeling right now even talking about it talking about it so um you got kids yes two two a boy and a girl 
Yes, ma'am. I got a son and a daughter, four years old, and my daughter will be three in September. Okay. Um, go ahead. Uh, let's see. I graduated on time. I didn't think I was gonna graduate on time because I was like, like I said, dealing with a lot of stuff. Uh, my mom, the way I, my mom tried to take herself from me was like, I resented her for it. Like I, I could understand why she felt like now I feel like okay now since I've been like dealing with a whole bunch of crap I feel like now I can understand why people just want to give up and like say fuck it or whatever but back then it was just like damn you feel me like you got kids he's not my kids like I got a bad stuff for school registering for school and stuff but my mama came up to my job in the middle of my shift and dropped everything off on me like her 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 social security card, ID, keys to the house, all type of stuff. Like, oh, it's money in this account. Woo, woo. But I'm in the middle of ringing out a customer. I worked at Myers, I remember the day. So I'm like, hold on, Ma. Like, I'm finna go on break. Hold on, what's wrong? Like, I see in her face, you know, she was filled with pain. So I'm like, I couldn't really get off the register and shit. So I'm like, hold on, Ma. You feel me? Like, I'm finna go on break. Just give me a second and stuff. And she like, I can't, I can't, or whatever. And she dropped all her stuff off on me before I could finish with the customer. She got up out of the went missing for a couple of days and shit. I ended up fan of her with my uh one of my who I thought was one of my bestest friends. I ended up fan of her and passed down the driveway and shit. Like she was in the middle of writing a suicide note and she had like was writing and you could tell where the drugs start kicking in, whatever she took cause her words start like going across the page any kind of way and stuff and you could tell like she was loot going out, you know? So I found her passed out and stuff like that, caught the ambulance. And then I felt like I still got to be here for you because what if you try to do it again? But I'm really angry because it's like, damn, you feel me? Like, what you, you, what did you expect us to do if that was the case? Like, how would you expect me to handle that if, if you was dead, if you, didn't, if you wasn't living? How was I supposed to deal with that? How I was I supposed to tell my sisters? And then my two older sisters gone and they like, oh, it's just dramatics and woo-woo because everybody like suffering from, basically bad relationships and stuff you know nobody don't really feel like they got a good relationship and stuff when it comes to my mom but I don't feel like I ain't have a good relationship I feel like it was rocky like like I said but that's because the communication wasn't there my mama ain't had nobody to really communicate with she couldn't communicate with us with kids you feel me so she we won't really understand her her anger and her, how she felt or whatever so it was just like really like I said lashing out and stuff like the physical abuse most so it came from my mama doing a lot of stuff, overreacting to things and stuff, and me lashing out at school, getting into my teachers and stuff, because I really don't want to be here, but I don't want to be at home. And it's just like, ooh, it was a lot growing up. It was a lot. But I don't know. I made it through. Me and my mama relationship now is like, it's kind of decent, but that's just my mama. Like, I love my mama to death, and I do anything for her, but I feel like that's just my obligation, because that's my mama, you know? Like, we ain't never really had, like, a sit-down for me to talk, but I feel like at the age I am now, it ain't really too much talking I could do, because I had to fight through a lot of the shit that I went through and stuff, and it's like, I try to do therapy, like I said, with my mom and stuff, and just listening to, like, the excuses and the reasoning behind a lot of stuff, it just was like, it's really not no point. And even talking, because I feel like when you're hearing somebody, it's not no excuses that you can make because you're listening to 
how a person feel and how you make them feel. You can't tell nobody how you made me feel or this is the reason you made me feel that way. Like, nah, this is just what you did. Like, that's what you did. I was a kid. So it ain't no, oh, well, it was a reason. No, nah, it's not no reason to hand it to my mama. You're supposed to been different. But I guess that's just how I look at other people. I don't really know what other people go through. So I can't really say how other people mama's supposed to act. But, like, I don't know. When I be around friends and, and different other people and stuff and see how they is with their family and how close it is. And, oh, my mama this or my sister's this. Like, I got four sisters. We all close in age. Two years apart, except for the two youngest. They one year apart. We should be best friends you know we should be out here stepping on people next as a family and it's just me out here by myself like and my two little sisters out here but they're my little sisters and then our relationship ain't really all that either i feel like we just all related like it's, that's just what it is because god made it that way <laughs> mm. family dynamics is fascinating um you hear other people's stories and you know if we if we didn't have anything to compare our situation to our situation would have been okay for example i don't agree with that wait 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna finish it for you for example, if if I didn't sleep with nobody and by the time I got with a husband, um, then I wouldn't know he sucked in bed. But because I slept with several people and now with my husband and say I'm not satisfied, it was because I slept with other people and gained that experience. Mm-hmm. I have to give you credit I got to give you credit because you are looking through two lenses where you are able to empathize with your mom, but you still like, but this wasn't right, you know, but then as parents, you do the best that you can do for your kids. You doing the best that you know how to do and you learning along the way. Some parents did the best that they can do and they couldn't really learn along the way because they didn't have nothing to learn from. And so as we grow and as we get older, we're able to look at them and just be like, you know, we wish this stuff could have been different, but this is all you got to give, you know? And like with my siblings and my daddy, right? I didn't care about what my daddy did. He, I didn't care what he did, but my other siblings did. They felt like he had so much more to give. They felt like he should have been there for important days and different things like that, where I was just glad to be around him. Mm -hmm. And so I hear you say like now, you know, that's just my mama. I love her. You know, I make sure she's good and and that's okay. I feel bad though, because sometimes things like this can become generational and and trickle down into y'all. You know, your siblings, your, you know, your sisters. Then mm-hmm. when they start having kids, what is that going to look like? But I do want to say go to therapy. Try it again. Go by yourself. Because yeah, on, the, <laughs> yeah, on the inside, you have 
a lot of hurt and a lot of trauma that needs to be healed before you can, because like that can go into relationships with you. You might find a guy that you really want, but because you've been through sexual abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse, you can't even attach and love in the way that you need to love because you got all of this other stuff piled on top of everything. Or so it's causing... Go ahead. Or it could be because you just never felt love before, so you don't know how to You don't know what it's like. You You just now learning at 27 what it feels like to be around love and not even from your family, but through your close friends who just been rocking with you um, maybe since high school or after high school, or you might've met a friend that you just met yesterday and you feel like she understands you more than your best friend that you known for 10 plus years. But it's so hard to like, process too though, because yeah, now it, you it, can't trust it because you can't identify it. Cause you don't know. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you know what love feel like when you're around people that you know for a fact is genuine and you know for a fact got genuine love for you. Whereas to, you might meet somebody who intentions are just as pure as the ones that you be around that love you the most and you don't really trust it because it's like, I've been around these people and they done show me the utmost love and now you come around and you trying to show me more love but I don't really, you know what I'm saying, know you as Man. well as I know the you other start people. putting your guards up and don't. I've been them. around so many people that I thought was showing love, genuine love. Like I said, the girl I said was my best friend. Been knowing her since pre-K. Lived you right around the corner. Locked in. You feel me? So, and then the snap of a finger crossed me out. And that's that was my sister, like, before anybody else high school friend wise anything before all that that was somebody I was locked in with and her son was my first son and stuff and then just turned around and it's turned into a situation where you just without question without explanation or anything just crossed me out and it's like that ain't the only and I get I get growing and some everybody well now like I said I'm learning a lot now that I'm older and stuff with, cause I got abandonment issues. Of course I got, mm-hmm. um, attachment issues. I will attach myself to someone I feel like is rocking with me just off of any, any little thing that I feel like I ain't never felt before or, or, or seen before. I feel like it's genuine just because I know what, I know what's not genuine. Like, I feel like I know what's not genuine no more. Like I been had so many people in my life that just, X me out and like I ain't, I had to start over each time or I had to like just go on without like and I'm a person that looks for closure or looks for a reason because a lot of times I blame myself for a lot of stuff like and I, even though I can really know it's, it's probably not me like it wasn't me and I know I could be the, the, the best person I am because regardless of anything that I ever been through in life nobody could never tell me that I'm not a genuine person or you know, like, it changed me from being who I was because my heart going to always be solid. That's one thing about it. I ain't never been not solid for anybody. Like, I didn't gave chances and chances to people that I love so bad that just want to see them do better for me. And then had to realize it wasn't going to never happen. But then I ain't never changed my, my loyalty or my love for a person. I just had to, you know, like, distance myself or whatever. And, like, that shit, very hurtful. When, like I said, I, I come from a crib. 
where I'm not close with the people I live with, like, I used to get talked so bad about, oh, being, and I used to be smaller than what I am now, but it was always been a weight issue for me. Or it's always been like, I look like my daddy. Like, okay, so my sisters, they got the same daddy. I'm the only one that got a different daddy. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they know they daddy. They been around their daddy. I've been around their daddy. Not too much because he ain't been, he ain't shit. He ain't been around. He, He got his own little family then. Turned into a pastor, got a wife and all type of shit, and then left his four daughters out. So I ain't saying he the best, but they still had that relationship where they even got to give him a chance. You feel me? I don't know my daddy at all. I barely can tell you his first name because I barely remember what my mama told me his name was. So, and every time that I didn't try like really get information and stuff to see if I could like look him up on social media or find something out and stuff, it ain't. She ain't really. My mama ain't really too willing to give a lot of information she says she don't know but I just don't believe that you don't know that somebody that impregnated you (laughs) I don't believe that because when we went to therapy but then again like I said it was a lot of BS because you told me like two different stories as to why he not in the picture at first it was he didn't know then it was because you just told him he could go is it family members that know who he is I asked my auntie but she don't really too much know and like um family weird this way like I wouldn't know who know my daddy for real because my family on my mama said don't really act like family like I got mm-hmm. cussed out by my cousin before for posting my granddaddy um after he died because I ain't really have no pictures with him because when I around him the most I was a kid so any pictures that would have been taken would have been you know something that they posted or they took and had pictures at their house hung up type shit so I don't really have a lot of photos on my cellular device or whatever for me when I started my memories and stuff. So I just shared the picture. You know, that's still my granddaddy. I love my granddaddy. Been around him. I know who he is. He know who I am and he dad. I just so happened to share a picture that my cousin posted. She cussed me out. Like, I was a stranger just sharing a post for laughs or something. Like, I can't believe you did this. And it's like, what? I blocked him because I was just like, it's weird to me. And like, our family, they don't reach out. And I just feel like, I would give people a chance to be around me and my kids, but I'm not going to give you so many chances to to slap me in the face. Like, y'all know mm-hmm. that I have children. Y'all know that all of us have children. Y'all know that all of us are in Gary, Indiana. Like, y'all don't call or anything. Why do we always have to be the ones to call and stuff? Like, I get it. We the new generation that's supposed to start building stuff, but that's that's something we're supposed to build for our generation, for our friends, where we go do barbecues and stuff like that. Family reunions and tradition, I feel like a tradition is something that's been ongoing. So it's something that y'all supposed to make happen. Like a lot of people, dad, older, but the the middle aged, the younger people that is around and stuff, they don't they do their own thing. Like they don't check in on us, check with the family and stuff. When my mama was going through being in the hospital and stuff and being on suicide watch, they weren't checking on us and being there for us. I had to do all that. I had to go get a job spent bread and do all that stuff for, for everybody wasn't nobody checking in to make sure we was eating and doing good and stuff but as soon as moms got back better the first thing she wanted to do was go be around the family so that's what we did but I distanced myself like I said because I've, I've been through a lot so I had to pick myself up and create a life for myself being put out living in my car then I met my baby daddy that was my best friend and I created a family with him he got took away from me so now I feel like I'm back starting over. Ugh, ugh. I'm back starting over with a lot. So I don't know. I know a lot of loss and I know what's not genuine. And I know when people like 
just around. And I'm very communi- communicative. I know how to talk. I'm going to talk. I'm going to express myself because I didn't do it a lot as a kid. As long as I was young, I held a lot of shit in. Let people feel how they felt, talk they shit, make me out to be a, a bad person or whatever they want to call it, anything. And now I'm just like, I'm not one of those. Like, I'm going to say what's on my man. I'm going to express how I feel and it's just going to be that. Like, take it or leave it. And a lot of people say that about me. Like, I just don't care about what I say, but I'm very mindful of what I could say and what's, what's real. I give you a, a button to keep pressing until I just can't, you know, I can't do it no more and I'm going to say what I need to say or whatever. But I'm working on a lot of things about me. I have real bad anxiety and bipolar runs in our family. Um, a couple of us take medication. I don't take medication. I don't need to take it. Or I don't feel like I need to take it. But I think with everything, like, that I've been dealing with that's been back-to-back, like, I lost my nephew first. I lost my baby daddy next. I lost my brother all within, what, six months, not even, because I lost my brother, like, a month after I lost my baby daddy, and I lost my nephew, like, probably, like, four months before that. And when I say my nephew, I say my, it's my baby daddy nephew, but we was our family, and that's who I had in my, in my corner was, I ain't got no brothers and stuff like that, not close to no uncles, no daddies, so those was the guys of my family that I created, and I lost all of them, so it's like, I'm just here. Like, that's how I feel right now. I'm just here. Like, I ain't got no choice but to be here because I got two kids. So I'm going to do what I got to do. But I have my days where I just don't want to be here at all. But I ain't one of those. Like, I watch my family do it. I would never do that to my kids. I would never do that to nobody that I have in my life. But I ain't going to act like it don't cross my mind. You know? Y'all what got me. I just was finna watch TV. Y'all got me emotional. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you emotional. Good. That's a good thing because you're processing your feelings. You know, it's a long list of emotions that we can pick from. How they, the little kids or when you go to the doctor's office, they show all these different faces from one to ten. How do you feel? You know, every day it's not going to be a smiley face kind of day. You might have a straight line of and ain't had too many of those. You may have anxiety. You know? <laughs> and that's okay to feel. Kiki. Yeah. You okay? Um. Yeah, for the most part, uh, I kind of done, you know, like, got out, like, the major stuff, you know what I'm saying? Um... The stuff that I, like, the main thing that I want to talk about, I don't know if your advice would trigger me. So I just won't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to mention it, but you probably know, you know what I'm saying, what I'm talking about. And that's actually, actually, to be completely honest, what sent me over the top um, that made me even reach out to you is because, you know, it's KJ's birthday. And KJ was like, okay, I'm going to go have a dinner. And then Saturday, I'm going to go laser tagging. I was all down for it until he mentioned energies that was going to be there that I don't want to be around. You know what I'm saying? And I was looked at like, oh, you need to grow up and blah, 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 this and that. And it's just like, there's no growing up. I feel how I feel. And that's just what it is. 
you, you do feel me. how you feel, you know, Tell and me. you you entitled to feel <laughs> that way. That was something that touched you, you know, and and that's okay. My biggest thing is is pick your battles because if you click out, you ain't no good to nobody. And my biggest concern is Naya, right? Click out and now you're gone for twenty years or or whatever. Because it ain't going to be nothing good that come out of it. So this happens, and that Naya ain't got no mama. So it's not about you. It is about you type deal. And that's just the life that we all living right now. It's about us, but it's not. Now we got kids. So now I can't go out here and be reckless, right, and let my anger overload me because I have somebody else to think about. And as you're growing, these are going to be your decisions all the time, whether you want a club or not. I had to start making decisions in the club, driving down the street, you know. So which one is, is makes sense, right? I'm not going to put myself in a predicament that can cost me my life. But what if you was already put in a predicament where somebody tried to already take you from your kid? And that's why it's so much rage you gonna you let God fight that battle the way that you feeling. Nope, you're gonna always keep separation because you know about this dinner. I'm not going. I know about the party. I'm not going. I cannot put myself somewhere where I know I could blow a head gasket. But exactly. one day y'all gonna have to meet. One day y'all will come face to face. That's my point. And that's what you I You are gonna... not going to make the first move. That's what I was explaining to KJ rather than him feeling like oh you bogus for not coming you could set your differences aside and still be there for me and it's no. like me being me I cannot well I not cannot. at this time catch we me five do, years from now we can and do, I might be there we can do whatever you want to do with just us if that's what you feel like you want to do I'm down with that but I will not surround myself with energies that I know will trigger me and make me crash out. I can't sit around nobody that I'm feeling ill about. I can't sit around nobody knowing that I feel some type of way, let alone eat around you and just kick it and enjoy like everything. Mm -hmm. It's all peaches and cream and that's not what it is. I have never been that type of person and I won't choose today just to grow up, as they say, and just mm -hmm. because of a dinner or a little event that's, you know what I'm saying, mean a lot to somebody because my life matters you know what I'm saying and I have stuff to lose and I know that if I do just decide to go anyways and it goes left I don't mm -hmm. want you to look at me like like oh, you the bad you guy for the rest of your or, life yes yeah, right you know what I'm saying you you run my birthday I'll never talk to you again or um you could have did this or you could have did that and it's just like I told you before that time even came the type of time that I would be on because I can't, you know what I'm saying, just sweep something so serious under the rug like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like, it's been bothering me so much because we are close. I love my little brother with all my heart. You know what I'm saying? It has, it have never been a time where I wasn't able to be there for him or, you know what I'm saying, come through for him when he needed me to. So it's really bothering me that I'm not there you know what I'm saying, in the presence or that I can't be there because of 
you know what I'm saying? This type of situation will challenge. Yeah, but y'all can go do y'all own thing. You, you know, know what I'm saying? And this this yeah. situation will challenge my mental. And I'm letting you know that before it gets to that point. So I'd rather not just even come around at all. And I explain to them that if it's going to be like this throughout, then I'll just have to build my own family and create my own family because I don't, I'm not letting anything go. And if you know me, then you know that. You know what type of person I am and everything like that. So if it means, you know what I'm saying, fall out with my family over one fallout already, then that's what it's going to be. I'm okay with that. Mm, you're just picking your battles as you gain strength on the inside. And as they grow, they'll be able to see certain things. That's what I was saying with Aspen, right? As you, you're 27, as you started to grow, you was able to look through a different lens and say, okay, I can see why this might have happened, you know, but you're able to apply what you now have that you didn't have back then. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it take a lot. Do it hurt? Yeah, it hurt like hell. But you get the understanding from it. You ain't got to be cool with everybody. You don't have to like everybody. You don't have to. You stand on what you feel on the inside and you stand on that. That means a lot. We got to stop allowing certain access to us. And both of y'all need to be going to therapy. Because both of y'all have a lot that y'all can be in there talking to. And they, they can at least, if even if you go three times, you know, they're giving you different tools that you need I'm to sorry, be able to work but, through some stuff. I'm sorry, but you are my therapist. So. You, know, you know what? That's what everybody say. I am no, for real. therapist. Just, you just, that's your purpose. That's your purpose. <laughs> Every time I come to you, it's not because... Oh, I'm coming to my big sister because, you know what I'm saying, this basically... No, I thought I, I was special. Oh, my damn. Whole life. No, it's not because of that. It's because you're the muscle for me. I'm the muscle for them, but you're the muscle for me. Every muscle need a muscle. You know what I'm saying? I'm the but muscle even for... the muscles get weak. Do you see the fat up under my arm shaking? My, exactly, my point. That's why when I feel like I'm getting weak and I'm not strong enough no more, I come to you and then it's like a reboot. Like how Papa eat the spinach and then he gets so strong. That's how I look at it. Like, I be at this weak lowest point and I be like, all right, God, what do I do? And automatically it pops in my mind, okay, call your big sister. Text your big sister. And that's God send me every time. Literally, every time. It's never a time where I could just pray and be like, who can I run to? Who can I call on? It's never nobody else that pop in my mind. You would think it would be somebody like my mama or something like that. No, it's always you every time. Like every time it never fails. It comes a sign. And sometimes you reach out to me before I can even reach out to you. So it's like, I don't know. It's, I, I just never went to therapy because I just feel like I can't talk to nobody that don't understand me. If you don't know me, you won't understand why I think the way I think or, you know what I'm saying, why I go through the things that I go through because you don't know me. But they so are not there. They're, they're not there My to point, pick you but apart. why would I sit around and talk to somebody that don't know me from a can of paint? 
I talk because to you, you because you tried at least one time. No, you understand me. You've been around me. You know me inside and out. You've been around me since I was like a baby. So it's like you are my go-to when you know what I'm saying I'm going through stuff. It would have been my dad, but he's not here no more. I can't hear like you know what I'm saying the encouraging words, the ones that's gonna tell me everything blunt with no like raw and uncut besides you a lot of the times I feel like okay I'm gonna reach out to somebody else but then it's like okay they ain't gonna tell me what I need to hear because they scared of my reaction or they scared of how I'm gonna react they scared that I'm gonna snap and stuff like that whereas to it's like I'm gonna tell you this and I don't care how you feel about it you just gonna just this what it is right now you feel some type of way, you feel some type of way, you will be mad for a couple days, but you will be back. Everybody not like that. So, let me ask y'all this. Going forward, what are some solutions that you guys can put in place? And I want y'all to talk one at a time. Patron and pineapple juice for me. I'm but... trying to tell you. I'm trying to. I'm gonna need that non-alcoholic base, please. All right. No, damn. no, no substances. Damn. I'm gonna need y'all to get it Zaza. together. Listen. <laughs> you know I was coming with the Zaza. Listen. Is this who was in the car with you today? I told you it was on the church. Yes. Listen, something just showed me an image. Yeah. And I was like, yes. okay, so let me bring that up. So now yes. I got the two of y'all on this phone <laughs> together and we still rocking with the same excuses, huh? No, Ooh. it's not even that. Let me tell you, okay, look, I was going to I was going to church. I was. I was attending on Saturdays at this church and stuff. Um, and I, I, I was, I was trying to make myself go every, every Saturday or every Wednesday and stuff, but it's not even that I don't like attending church. I do. I will go on my Bible app and sometimes I used to just go on the lab and watch the service if I couldn't make it up there, but I just fell off. That's really all it is. I don't have no problem with attending church. And that's what I was saying. Like how Nisa says you her go-to, like I don't necessarily got to go to, I talk to Nisa a lot, but at the same time, I'm one of them people that don't really like to like. Like you, I feel weak. I feel weak a lot of times when I'm like expressing myself because my friends see a lot of emotion come from me, like hurt feelings and being angry or anything. Like I always, and like I said, I am bipolar. So like my mood swings is like they off, but only my friends would really understand how how to work with me or how to be around me because uh, they, they know me, they've been around me and stuff. Like I will flip out over a small thing, but it'll really just be like, a overreaction because of how I was already feeling or I have a mood swing and not know why and stuff so it's like I just uh I get in my modes where I just don't like I said I just don't want to do anything or really like react or, really or react with people and stuff so I, I, I my go-to is my journals I have a lot of journals I started a book where I was just like I feel like how I said it's no reason for me to I ain't gonna say no reason but how I feel like there's just at this point in time I don't want to talk about a lot of stuff that happened as a kid because I just feel like why do I have to be the one or the only one I feel like to because I don't know what I don't know what crosses my mom man and stuff and I, I don't know how she thinks or if she like sits down sometimes and just think about like things and I, I feel like maybe you do I feel like 
maybe all people do that or have a, a day where they just sit back and be thinking about something like them. You know, I wish things would have been different and stuff, but I also feel like I don't want to be the only one trying to make some type of change or anything. Like I said, I got two kids and you can ask me how many times my kids been around my mother. They know I have a mom. They know they got a grandma, but they don't know my mama. My mama literally goes, she comes over a lot, but not to my house. My little sister, my youngest sister, she lives right above me. And my mama will go over there faithfully. They go out, they go on little lunch dates. Then they plan to do stuff. They go out with the kids. She'll get the kids or see the kids and stuff like that. And it's like, I live right here. Y'all will call me for anything else. When you're hungry, you want some food, want a recipe or to 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 let some to, to drain y'all selves onto me, pour y'all feelings out on me, vent to me and stuff, but y'all don't call and try to do nothing as as far as like what's going on with me and my kids, knowing that I took a major loss and in my life is and, and, and I don't really have, you know, nobody to support and stuff. And people always ask me like, Well your mom man, well why your sisters don't do this or why and I'm like, that's ain't never been the situation. That is just it's never been there and I feel like I'm not one of those to keep reaching out is the whole reason that I built my own family is because I didn't have that with y'all. So that's why I went to the ones that I knew that I could have that with. And like, I don't know, like I I know people, like you said before, going back what you said that they do the best that they can and stuff, or that's what they knew how to do. But I, I just see difference. Like all of us was the same age bracket. So, why one year was different than the next, you know, like why, why one daughter get some better treatment than the next or why one can experience stuff that others had to work for. Like anything I bought or had, I bought myself from my first phone, car, everything, all type of shit, everything I had to work for. Oh, you got to get it. You better do it. Woo -woo, Cause if you can't badge, you can't get it. Woo -woo. Like I, I followed the rules of, Oh, you got to wait till you this age to do this and do that and do this and do that. Like I said, I suffered a lot of, uh, mental abuse, physical abuse and stuff that my sisters didn't even have to worry about. So it's like, I don't understand how we all was the same age. Like nobody not, I'm not way older. My sister, oldest sister is I'm 27, 29. My oldest sister will be 31 in December. So it's like, I'm not understanding why why like it was so different in the household where all of us was together and stuff like my youngest sister she everybody always said the youngest one she always get the most attention she's spoiled one she used to be the one to go in the room and watch tv with moms why everybody had to clean up and stuff she just duck off or whatever my other sister my mama gave her six bands just to go travel to seven countries and stuff where as me who had to pick up the slack and do everything to watch y'all try to kill yourselves and take yourselves from me and leave me on the outskirts or had to go and, and, and make some money to go go on class trips and stuff like I, I was I went to Emerson attended Emerson I had my first solo and I couldn't go to my first solo that I, I worked hard to get and I didn't get that solo to my senior year and I couldn't even do it because my mama pulled me out for therapy that didn't even do nothing you know that didn't solve anything but I was the kid that didn't have nobody showing up to the shows and and coming to see the concert perform and stuff because it was just so much going on. Or you're just too tired to attend and be a part. Like, that was me. That was my life and stuff where I have to ask my friends, can I ride with them? And ask my friends, can I borrow this and borrow that? Because I couldn't do it. Like, my mom wanted so bad for one of the kids to go to prom. My teacher paid for everything. My English teacher, she paid for everything for me to attend prom. I never even wanted to go. 
And my mama didn't even want to really help me look for a dress. We had the store and she helping the puppy so we can go. But it was your idea. I never wanted to even attend prom. So it's just like, I don't understand like a lot of how things worked out because I did everything I felt like I was supposed to. Like I, I, I was there when you needed me the most, when nobody was there. And so even till now, I used to help pay bills and everything. And now I look at it like, I'm behind on bills, you feel me? Like, I can barely get my kids back and forth to school because I lost my car. And I can't, I, I have 20 people. No exaggeration, I got 20 people on my son's pickup list and can't call all 20 people when not one of them will respond. And I still have to make a way to go get my son from mm. school. And I just don't understand that. Like, how do I have 20 people that can call on me or tell me that I can call on them and don't ever pick up their phone? Get rid of them. And that's why I say to you often, um, as you get older, you might realize that you only may have one or two real mm-hmm. friends or no mm-hmm. friends at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that my sister, like, you know what I'm saying, pour into me, be so pure that I'm able to understand enough for me to pour into somebody else. And I often tell you a lot that out of everything that you've been through being um, 27 or whatever the case may be, I haven't, I I don't understand the, you know what I'm saying? Family part, because I've always had family, even if I would never been close with my siblings that I stayed in the house with, I have siblings outside my house, i.e. my sister, which is like miles away, all the way in Washington state. And then my twin brothers who is here with me, that I could, you know what I'm saying, still reach out to or, you know what I'm saying, talk to and that would pick up the, you know what I'm saying, the feeling that I needed to get from the people that I lived in the house with if I didn't have that feeling. So I often tell you a lot that being 27 and going through everything that you went through, I got to take my hat off to you. I'm not going to lie. You you may be one of the, the best parents the best single struggling parent that I have ever encountered in my life, in my lifetime, in 24 years of living. I have seen you keep going without one complaint. It's always my kids, my kids, my kids. You know what I'm saying? And one thing that you will be able to say about, one thing your kids will be able to say about you that you can't be able to say about your own mom is, I've always had my mom. Um, my mom came through every time my mom made shit happen. You know what I'm saying? That would be their motive and their motivation for when you, they grow up and you see them on a big screen TV and they done got y'all out the hood and everything like that. They're going to be able to say, my mama raised us by myself with no support system with the loss of my dad. And here I am today. You know what I'm saying? That would be something that they're able to tell they kids, when they have kids, like, you know what I'm saying? I have my mama. Even when they have kids, you will probably be the number one grandma. You know what I'm saying? So, like... But wait, I- wait, wait. Let, let me let me insert, and I'm sorry. Um, because I, I hear and feel everything you're saying, 100%. But we, all of us that's on this line, have to remember that life do be lifing. Right. Of course. And as Kiki was talking, it made me think about um, your mom and her having two children prior to getting to you. Right. 
And mm-hmm. so we don't know what the relationship was like with your dad. We don't know what took place because she don't talk about it. And so it's a lot of resentment in there all the way around. And so she had two kids that we don't know what that looked like. And then you came along and whatever happened with your dad. And so she resented him, which probably made her resent you. But then she probably went through a struggle, right, with them. And sometimes parents just get tired, you know, just straight up. And so, go ahead. I don't, I don't resent my mother at all. I love my mother to death. And I'm not angry with her anymore. I won't say I'm angry. Um, I respect my mom literally for everything that she did for me. I would never take anything away from her because even still with, like I said, she was dealing with it the best way she knew how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I can't say that, you know, how her childhood, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I know that she had, you know, um, like she knows her, she knows her dad. Um, I don't think they had the best relationship, but my grandmother, her mother is married and she did have a father figure and um, my grandma is still around. She she was there a lot of times. That was like my safe haven when like things was real tough and stuff. Like one, I remember one was real one bad day. I had came in the house. I had got suspended on some some some. It was dumb. It was, we we go to a perform art school. I pick up an art knife that I found in the bleachers, and my teacher said I got a weapon. Knowing that I'm finna get in trouble at the crib. Over, over dumb, no, you know, I try to hurry up, get there, clean up, woo woo, so I can explain to my mom, you know, I didn't bring no knife to school. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't that. The teacher just, I didn't get dressed for gym. My teacher told, sent me to the office, said I had a knife, and it was an art knife that from the art class that somebody left in there. Why the hell would I have it? I don't know, but whatever. And I walked in the house, whatever, and as soon as I walked in to talk to my mom, and she, she just punched me in my face. Or whatever, and then like it was like a, a serious situation and stuff where like she she wants stop. Basically, my sister had to tell her to stop putting her hands on me woo, or whatever. She made me go outside, couldn't come back in the house. Woo, woo, so she had pulled out, but she like you know you better not go in my house while I'm gone or whatever and stuff. And I had to call my grandma or my sister called my grandma for me to come pick me up and stuff. So like she was around. And she used to tell, like, you know, you can't take your anger out on these babies and stuff. Like, you know, we, we get that, but you can't just because you angry, take out your anger on them and everything. And I feel like I got it. Like I said, I got the worst of it a lot of times. But I, I respect my mom because I feel like, like I said, they everybody have their day where they go back and, and think, like, damn, you know, things could have been better. So I feel like she tried, like with her wanting me to go to prom and wanting to do it and stuff, but maybe she do resent me because of my daddy. I don't know, because I don't know him, and I don't know their relationship, so mm-hmm. I, I would never be able to know if she do or don't have those, or had those feelings for me like that. I don't know. Because I'm not going to say, like, I was like the 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 Cinderella, you know, I wasn't the, the peasant of the princesses and stuff, you know, it wasn't that type of energy. It was just more so, like, I didn't really get a chance to be the kid I wanted to be, be the girl I wanted to be, the, the mother-daughter that I wanted to be, that I would have liked to have the relationship. Because like I said, even still looking at other people now, I could compare, but I ain't really compare how moms treated their kids because it'd be some, like, I go in the house sometimes and I, I see my friends how, how they talk about their mom and stuff. Like even to this day, I never, I, I hate cussing in front of my mother. I would not never disrespect my mother. I would never let nobody disrespect my mother or nothing like that. I still have 
the utmost respect for my mom, no matter what she did, how she treated me, anything like it'll never be that energy for her. I just look at it like, you know, I wish things could have when I tried to have a conversation and stuff like a couple couple years ago, not even I ain't gonna say a couple years, probably like a year ago, trying to even just have a conversation and stuff where it was like bringing it up. I'm not I'm not one for excuses. I'm not one for like you you have to you have to have an understanding to get one. So if you're not trying to understand me, then I'm not gonna try to understand you. I'm not gonna hear what you have to say if when I say something it's a but in there or if a will or or you should have it's not that, you know, because I'm telling you how you made me feel. So you're not gonna twist it and tell me that it was my fault you made me feel this way. We can't do that. We're gonna have a conversation. If we can't do that, then that. So I tried before and it didn't work out and I left it at that. Not I I'm not trying to dwell on it because I'm like my baby daddy, I was around when he lost his mother for cancer. She she went to surgery and come back out. And she was somebody that had a bond with my son. And I did have a relationship with her and stuff. So it's like I, I tried not to dwell on a lot that happened in the past because I'm 27 now. Like a lot of this shit happened when I was mm-hmm. before I graduated in, in school from school. It was like 10 years, a decade ago. I ain't going to act like it don't still have some trauma behind it. But as mm-hmm. far as trying to have that conversation with her. I don't think I'm not gonna say it's not worth it. I just I don't think it's worth possibly losing the relationship that I have just to try to mend some things that I feel like I can I can come to terms with on my own. Like if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't resent my mom at all. I love her and I like I said I, she raised five five women and, and everybody got something from my mom. My sister can draw. She can play the piano. I can sing. I could cook, even though I, I taught myself, I ain't going to say my, my mom could cook real well, but I taught myself how to, to cook the way I cook. I taught myself by experimenting in the kitchen and stuff like it wasn't ever no step by step. Come on, let me show you this or whatever. And we in the kitchen cooking. I taught myself everything I know, but she always had that skill to cook. She'll put something together and she did that. So I know that in a way I got it from my mama, you know, I, my voice, my mama used to sing a lot of her music choices and stuff. She put me on the music game and stuff where I'm not just a, a hip hop R&B. Like I can listen to any genre of music and have my flow with any type of music, like sending me to performing arts and everything. I know how to draw poetry and all that. I get all that from my mama, my creative style. I get that from my mama and stuff, you know, like, and all my sisters have gained some type of, some type of talent and grace from my mother. So it's like, all the looks and everything too. Everybody got a beautiful smell. I, perfect teeth, whatever. That's that's in the family. Had everybody compliments our mouths, our smiles. Like we just have that look, and that's from my mother. So I, I respect my mom. She did what she was supposed to do. She made sure we had clothes and stuff, even if it was. I've never been a name brand type of person and stuff, and didn't care. But if we needed it, she got it done, you know. And she did try and do her best. She made sure the bills was paid and everything and stuff. And when she just needed that help, she just let it be known. Can y'all you know, hear like, y'all gonna have to help out. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. So, um, she taught us a lot, so I'll never take that away from her, but like I said, it, it's, it's always gonna be those moments that could have been better, and I wish that it would have been better because maybe it would have set stepping stones for me to move different than how I am, because a lot of stuff I mask and I hide behind because of what I was dealing with back then, like, you know? Do you so, feel like y'all location, um, would make life a little different for you guys right now mm-hmm. hell yeah excuse me yes <laughs> i, I want to leave and it's not i don't i'm not even gonna act like i hate hate where i am i just know that there's better out there for me 
Like I feel like I've had my run with being here and I'm 27. I spent 27 years, good and bad, mostly bad. Like I know that there's good and better now for me to, to go. And plus it's a new scenery. I would love for my babies to see different, to be in a different place. And it's also new because I ain't never been nowhere. I ain't never really traveled for real. I took a couple of trips that didn't really work out how they should have. And I want to be able to give my babies that experience to say, like, we've been here or we could do this, even if it's just a, a trip, a vacation, or, or we end up back here and stuff. I've been able to say I, I did this, but I don't think I'll end up back here once I get that that gone. Once I'm gone, mm-hmm. I'm gone. And, and it'll just be a memory like everything else. Kiki, what about you? Um, Yeah. Hell yeah. That's why, don't get me wrong, I won't say, like, um my location is like, you know what I'm saying, holding me back or anything like that because I understand that I can go somewhere and be, you know what I'm saying, a different scenery or whatever the case may be and still be, you know what I'm saying, like I could get stuck or whatever the case may be. Um, I just feel like since I'm still like, you know what I'm saying, a little younger, I'll be 25 this year and I'm not getting any younger. I'm only getting older. I just feel like um, I'm actually ready for a different scenery. I'm actually ready for new opportunities. I'm ready to wake up and, you know what I'm saying, not see crackheads and some old shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm well, I don't know because I feel like that's, that's, you can't say where that's going to be at. Like, even in that's the why area. I said, I'm ready to step out, you know what I'm saying, on that leap of faith. And I am going to. Um, I, it, like I'm okay with going somewhere where I have nobody at because you know what I'm saying that's the whole part of life like I just said earlier I understand that everybody is not always going to be here it's going to be a time where we all have to you know what I'm saying check out we, we we're not going to live forever so like I would rather you know what I'm saying like get out in a different environment to where I'm on my own just so I can see life outside of here you know what I'm saying where I'm at now so like and it's 2023 now we have six months left in 2024 I'm probably going to be somewhere else and Mm -hmm. that's just that's the reality of it that's that's my goal I don't want to be in you know what I'm saying Gary no longer than I have already been you know what I'm saying so yeah. um I have seen like one of my bestest friends, Trenchmount, um, grew up in the trenches, say she'll never leave and everything like that. Um, moved, stepped out on the lead of faith, um, and went to Arizona and have not turned back yet. And every day that I talk to her, you know what I'm saying, I ask her little things like, you know what I'm saying, do you ever get homesick? Do you ever feel like you will come back? And her words verbatim be hell no. Nah. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing there for me. Like for me to come back, it would have to be something major to happen. You know what I'm saying? For me to go back home. You know what I'm saying? Like, is a better life here for me? Is a better life here for my daughter and everything like that? <coughs> she did move to where her mom was, but. You know what I'm saying? She she out on her own. Like she basically started over. She didn't take nothing like from here that mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that she had here. She literally just one day 
got on the plane, went to go see her mama and said, I ain't never coming back. I start over here. I got new clothes here. I get a job here. I get another, I get another car here. Everything that I need, I just start over. And she been out there for three years now and she living is, you know what I'm saying? She, she doing everything that she said that she would do and furthermore still feel like that is room for more stuff that she want to do. So yeah, I use stuff like that, like I said, as motivation to just get out and go. You may have, um, she also explained to me that she didn't let nobody know, you know what I'm saying, that she was leaving because mm -hmm. she feared of what people was going to say to try to keep her here. So when she left, you know what I'm saying, she just went without like saying anything, just huh, her daughter just left and she was just like, I ain't never coming back. Everything kept, um, she said her mom helped her get a new car or whatever. She already had a CNA license, so she started working really quick. Like, you know what I'm saying? She moved, she first lived in um, Mesa, Arizona, and now she's staying in Phoenix on her own with just her boyfriend from here and her daughter. And now she only just sent her daughter back with her actual dad for the summer. So it's like, I know that it's a better life somewhere else coming from, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that said that they would never leave the trenches and now you left and now you saying you never going to come back. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I definitely see a better life. Um, outside, like I told you before, I'm, I have been just surviving living here in Gary. I'm ready to live. If that makes sense. I'm ready to see a different scenery. I'm ready for, new opportunities I want to see what else besides Gary that life has in store for me you done with school y'all I mean y'all done working yeah yeah I had last day of school already yeah what advice would the two of you give to people that's listening no matter what just keep going it's it's the sun gonna shine. It don't matter how long it take. Um, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter what you go through, what you battle with um, every day that you don't speak about. Um, just understand that everything that we go through, everything that we deal with is a part of life, whether we understand it or not. Um, we were never given a handbook that said, hey, this is how you go through life. Mm -hmm. um this is what you're supposed to do or anything like that we literally just got older and just started rolling with the punches nobody ever told us it was going to be easy um you had some people to tell us that it would be hard whether we took heed to that or not mm -hmm. um you know what i'm saying this is just what it is so i would say to all of the listeners regardless of the age because I know older people battle th battle with things as mm -hmm. well that, you know what I'm saying, they don't speak about. I just want to tell everybody to keep going. Like, is life, life is going to life. It's okay to cry. It's okay to scream if you got to. Um, it's, it's okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's okay. Um, I would say, as everybody tell me, um, put God first. And you may see a change with just a simple 
prayer. Um, like I said before, the motivational words from just coming from somebody that you know care about you or love you wholeheartedly will give you that push to just not give up even when you feel like you know what I'm saying you you at your lowest um this is not the end it is more to life and I just encourage everybody to keep going like keep going take the punches and keep going with the flow because as I got older even at this big age I understand that life don't stop for nobody regardless of what mm -hmm. we go through um, even with the trials, the tribulations, the dang songs, girl, everything. And like I, that, you gonna like, say everything I want to say? It's just keep going. You know what I'm saying? It's this just keep to say every little quote you could. It's okay to laugh. <laughs> um, it's okay to cry. It's okay to have emotions. Um, you don't have to always feel weak when you need when you feel the need to want to vent or express yourself. Um. Mm -hmm. That's a part of the healing journey, I guess. Um, I feel like I'm in a healing process, but I don't know if I have fully healed. I will say every time I get to maybe about 85% out of 100% of healing, something else happens to where I have to restart all over again. Now I'm back at 0%. And that's okay for me because I know that eventually I'll be in a headspace where I'll be okay. I'll be fully healed. I'll be living. Um, and I don't have to live a luxury life or anything like that. I just want to be comfortable and living. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of tired of surviving. So, yeah, just keep going because I'm going to keep going. Oh, she listens to me. Come on, ask me what mm -hmm. you got. Man, if it ain't been said, Nisa didn't said it. No, I'm just sorry. <laughs> uh, um, what can I say? You know, I've been through a lot, but I'm not a victim. I feel like, like she said, life is going to hit you. I like And it's going to hit you where it hurts. a victim. And you just got to maintain that strength, you know. Like, you pray about it, he's going to make a way about it, okay? Because it's going to hit you, <laughs> and... It's not going to stop hitting you. <laughs> so you just got to be ready. And it's okay to be weak. You know, I'm learning. It's okay to be weak. And uh, that's the only way to be weak is if you if you can heal from it. You know, that's how you know you you at your strongest when you know you can heal. I'm far, 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 far away from healed. You feel me? I got a long way to go. But I ain't going to give up on, you know, fighting that fight to to be better than who I was and I know I know I got a purpose and that's all you got to know in your head is that you got a purpose you got to know that because if you didn't why you here and you don't here. forget like, to make sure you keep your Sada Patron with your pineapple juice it's and some Zaza and some Zaza it's gonna get you through whatever now what's Zaza huh what's Zaza She's so damn old. Oh my god, <laughs> that's that good stuff that you uh roll up. So now weed is called Zaza. No, weed is called weed. Zaza is that gas. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna play with you at all. <laughs> no, not playing with you. <laughs> all right, so this is the part where I usually uh, do our takeaways. And um, first of all, I want y'all to to stay encouraged. I'm always a phone call away, right? Um, so 
Joshua chapter 1, verse 19, and Isaiah 41 and 10, and I'm kind of putting them together. Even as we walk through hard times, God is with us. Hard times don't feel good, but we learn a lot in these times, like who, who is for us and who's against us. We face these trials and temptations and everything else, but God, God still is. Um, as you grow, you don't have to lose you. You don't have to lose you. Wait, but wait, wait, like wait. The start, over, what, start, what? Over, start over. See, my mama just called. I that had girl, to find her. She that girl told me to start all the way over. Like, she couldn't go back and listen to the end. But I'm going to start over Joshua, just for her. I heard Isaiah, so. <laughs> all right. So, she just said Joshua and Isaiah. So, um, even as we walk through hard times, God is with us. Hard times don't feel good. But we learn a lot in these times, like who is for us. Like you say, you got a list of 20 people um, that you can go down the list and nobody at Amsterdam can go get your babies for you. Let them go. You're learning who for you, right? Um, mm -hmm. We face trials, temptations, and everything else, but God is, still is. As you grow, you don't have to lose yourself, but like that caterpillar, when it's turning into a butterfly it morphs into something so beautiful and so as we're growing we're learning how to change our attitude learning how to calm down um learning how to just maneuver throughout this thing called life that we don't have a book to and as we think about how long it took us to be the person we are um it becomes a, a deep feeling on the inside to where you can call somebody and encourage somebody else you know what i'm saying um Change don't happen overnight, but you have to want something better for yourself. And if it's not adding value to you, then get rid of it. We are teaching our children. We are teaching those around us because people look up to us. Family is what you make it. You, you know, you can be close with your family. You don't have to be close with your family. It's what you make it. And so if you're bringing people into your um, triangle into your square. I don't like calling it a circle because then ain't no corners and nobody got my back and different things like that. So it's a whole mental thing that I have about uh, circles. Um, but it's all about what, what you want to get out of it. So what are you doing? Stop being tired of the life that you created and change it into something that you want to be a part of and not run from. And as you grow, your friends, quote unquote, will leave you but your true ones will still be there with you, providing for you, motivating you, pouring into you. Um, so let me see. You, you, you'll find yourself by yourself a lot as you're growing. Um, a lot of times people out there searching for just temporary happiness. And then we mask a lot of stuff with our Zaza and our Patron and pineapple juice. But once that feeling wears off, we right back to square one. So we got to do a work in ourselves. That work is done from the inside out. Life gives us the test over and over again to see what it is that we are learning. Um, Kiki said, the sun going to shine. And Aspen said, don't be a victim. But my daddy always said, life is like a Timex watch. You take a licking and you keep on ticking. And so on that note, it's okay to cry. But we definitely need to process those feelings. And if we need to get a therapist or find an 800 number to call or a friend that we can lean on 
that's going to pour into us positive things, then you have to do what's best for you in those moments to get you to where you need to be. And on that note, if you hang in there with me, I'll hang in there with you. Peace. Thank you.